Hi everyone, this is Waylena, and I'm here to talk about free and open source software for planetarium content production and other immersive environments. Welcome to FOSDOME. I want everyone to know that show notes can be found on my blog, FOSDOME.com. I'll make sure to leave links for any software or tutorials mentioned in the episode. And if you like this episode and want to hear more like it, please make sure to subscribe and rate it in your podcast listening software of choice. Today is Sunday, May the 9th, a very rainy Sunday, May the 9th, and this is Episode 9, Some Resources for Astronomy Art with Blender. So last week was a look at some resources for using Blender with astronomy data for visualization. Originally, I was going to just use that as an intro for the stuff I'm talking about today, but I needed to break it up. There was just, there's just too much. So I'm calling this one resources for astronomy. Ooh, thunder. (laughs) Calling this one resources for astronomy art because I couldn't think of a better title. So what have I been up to lately? Well, my planetarium is still closed to public and school groups from outside the college, and I'm still working mostly uh, for a different area of the college. I do what I can for the planetarium as time permits. We know that this will continue at least through summer, and we aren't sure what's going to happen after that. So uh, this week was, at least most of this week, was a bit slower than usual in my non-planetarium job, so I was able to catch up on a few planetarium-related things. Oh, oh, uh, my Space Cats uh, print-on-demand store is back. I still have no idea what I did wrong, but Etsy unsuspended my account, so now I can get to work on um, getting the shop set up. Ultimately, I may still set up shop on my own since that is a skill set I want, but it's going to take some time for me to figure that out, and I've got a lot of other things on my plate. So in the meantime, I can keep working on designs and perhaps move beyond t-shirts. What started this was me wanting Space Cat's shirts of my own design, Uh, but print-on-demand e-commerce is a skill set I've been wanting to develop since I listened to a podcast about it in late uh, 2019. Speaking of skill sets I want to develop, I started catching up a bit this week on Blender developments that I haven't been following as I should. So there's going to be a new version of Cycles coming out. Cycles X is in development and is already making waves. Now, is it Cycles X or Cycles 10? I I don't know. Uh, Cycles as we know it is already 10 years old. So for those who aren't familiar with Blender, Cycles is a render engine that um, just determines how the uh, the images or the uh, image sequence of frames for video are uh, constructed. So it defines all the math of how what you've set up inside Blender uh, comes out as. Lighting, color, all these different things. And uh, so I, I have a soft spot in my heart for Cycles. Cycles made it possible to render directly to fisheye and equirectangular output. 
y yes, it can be slow and resource hungry, but the ability to render to full dome master frames was huge for full dome planetarium peeps. No need to render out different views and stitch them. No need to render reflection um, off of a virtual spherical mirror. Although those skills were still handy to have. Now, Cycles X appears to be a from the ground up rebuild of the Cycles architecture, uh, thus removing some of the barriers and limitations created by decisions years ago. Now, that's not a criticism. Uh, programming architecture decisions simply are a fact of life, and any decision on infrastructure or design of anything will cause limitations later in time. There is only so much future proofing that can be done. Oh, Cycles is great, and the improvements made over the last 10 years have been wonderful, and I do appreciate them as a user. And I also appreciate the team starting Cycles X as a new project that takes advantage of knowing what they know now about the direction of evolving algorithms and hardware development. Cycles was overshadowed in many ways a few years back when the Eevee render was introduced. Now, Eevee's render speeds are incredible, but because of its nature, it cannot be used for fisheye and uh, equirectangular. So I tend to not use it much unless it's uh, to quickly render out something from a tutorial that I've been following. Now, Cycles X, Again, I don't know if it's Cycles X or Cycles 10. I mean, this is uh, uh, in honor of the 10 years of the original Cycles. But uh, in any case, it's currently in experimental branches only, and it's already blowing away Cycles as it exists now in terms of rendering speed. So this, uh, this looks very promising. Don't know how it's going to turn out after they um, have it um, all, all set up well, but uh, it might not rival Eevee's speed, but I must say this new Cycles is looking amazing and very promising. So yay for, well, yay for the new Cycles. It's going to be great. So another thing I jumped into a little bit this week was geometry nodes. Uh, okay, jumped into makes it sound like I've learned it already or something. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> but before all this COVID stuff, I was starting to play around with animation nodes. Uh, animation nodes are not a part of the, uh, the the core of Blender, but it is they, they are included as an add-on, and it's a rather powerful and intimidating visual scripting tool. I find it, uh, well, I find it intimidating at least, although I've had some really wonderful uh, success playing around with it uh, uh, to, to see what it can do. There's so many options uh, when, I, when I open animation nodes and I feel overwhelmed. Kind of like the first time I opened that ancient version of Blender and I saw all those buttons. But as I said, animation nodes are an add-on, not a built-in part of Blender. Now, I hadn't, um, I hadn't been at the time keeping up with uh, Blender development plans, where they were going with it. I knew that um, they were moving toward an everything nodes sort of uh, philosophy so that you would have incredible customizability for everything. 
So um, I paused on learning animation nodes um, because of the job changes and everything over the last year. But before I knew it, I was hearing buzz and seeing headlines about geometry nodes. Wait, what? I had no idea this was going to be happening. What? What is this? Um, so I knew that, of course, that Blender was going toward the everything nodes workflow, which, you know, is a brilliant next step from the uh, earlier mission of making all properties animatable. I love options and customizability. I just, I love it. I, I just hadn't been paying attention though. So for me, geometry nodes seem to come out of nowhere. Now, geometry nodes is not an add-on, but it is a new integral part of Blender. So far, it's replacing some of what can be done with instancing and particle systems, and it's doing so in a beautiful way. Uh, this is exciting for the future of Blender, and I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with geometry nodes going forward. All right, I've used up so much of my time here with Blender Babble, um, but you know what? I get to continue with Blender Babble as I move on to the main topic some resources for astronomy art with Blender. So, when I started learning Blender, the first thing I made was a simple planet Earth. I made a sphere, I put a texture on the, uh, on the sphere, and then I animated it and I rendered it. Then I fixed the animation so the Earth didn't go backwards, and then I rendered it again. Then added another sphere with a transparent cloud texture, then parented both spheres to an empty, then tilted the empty 23 and a half degrees. Then I added a glowy halo object, uh, which was a thing they had at the time uh, in the Blender internal renderer that used to, used to be there. So I added the glowy halo object for fake atmosphere. You get the idea, I, I kept building on it. But other than the image textures coming from NASA, there wasn't any real data being used. I was just making an animated graphical representation of our planet. So what follows is some info on um, add-ons and tutorials that uh, might be useful for making night sky scenes, planets, uh, nebulas, black holes, and galaxies. Oh, plus some bonus stuff to check out from a very prolific creator and tutorial maker. So first up is... Uh, well, it, it's some stuff on setting up for Full Dome and using um, Scientific Visualization Studio SkyMaps for Starfield. Um, it's a shameless plug for my 2019 workshop materials. Now, I was recently told by one of the smartest and most talented people I know in the planetarium field that I should shamelessly plug my own stuff more often. She's right, of course. So what is it that I'm plugging? So these materials are from the Blender workshop that I presented at the 2019 Great Lakes Planetarium Association conference. Now I've put the materials on my GitHub so anyone can access them for free and I'll include the link in the show notes. The workshop was really a tour of some demonstration files that I made showing how to do a variety of things that can be useful for planetarium full dome production. The PDF guide shows more in detail um, of the steps for going through the setup for in those files. This includes setting up the fisheye camera, creating a star map background, animating the background. It was made using Blender 2.8 
and the workshop materials hold up under 2.9 as well because there hasn't been a lot of uh, infrastructure change for the interface to Blender since 2.8. Uh, there have been a lot of additional things added, but for uh, for for doing what's in the uh, in the PDF and following through the demonstration files, or even using things from the demonstration files in your own work, it, it, it'll still work with the 2.9 series as well. Next up, making planets. There are constantly new tutorials on creating realistic planets in Blender. If you're planning to render out in Cycle's fisheye camera, make sure you are using a tutorial that is not limited to Eevee. A nice video I found is from earlier this year by Daniel Grove on his YouTube channel, Daniel Grove Photo. It's called How to Make Planets in Blender, and in it he covers a lot of ground in a 40-minute video that covers making real planets and fake planets of various types. So I'll put that in the show notes. Now I've made a lot of fake planet texture maps myself over the years, uh, but how fun is it now to make procedural planets where the textures are entirely generated within Blender? One fun way I've been uh, enjoying this is to use Cosmic Shaders, part of the Shader Library uh, Blender add-on from the YouTuber known as Darkfall. I'll include a link to one of his videos on it and the link to his page where he has directions for downloading and installing the free add-on. So definitely check that out. For generating fake nebulas, I found my favorite to be the Nebula Generator from Mark Kingsnorth. Now, originally, a few years back, he had free example files to play with and learn the technique. Uh, the, uh, the pages where he talks about the technique are still there, but since uh, those uh, example files have been taken down, um, because he's made a newer version available for purchase on Blender Market. Uh, I went ahead and bought it and have been using it for 2D and 3D uh, fake nebulas, and they look really good, actually. In fact, I've been using some of it for my uh, Space Cat stuff. So I will include uh, the link to the original discussion and um, link to um, his uh, Nebula generator on Blender Market. Very customizable. I really have, have enjoyed it. Uh, next up, I want to feature another commercially available Blender add-on. Uh, now, when I say commercially available, what I mean is that these are, these are hardcore heavy users that create add-ons for Blender, um, and they create them uh, using mostly using Python. There's some other tools they can use to make them. But they these are regular people. They make them, and then they put them up on the, the market for um, very low cost. So um, I, I have no problem with purchasing these uh, add-ons. I, I love to, in fact, I love to encourage uh, development of more good add-ons like that. So uh, the 3D star map add-on, maybe this should have been in last week's episode because it uses position data from stars using the techniques demonstrated in uh, Dr. Brian Kent's visualization book that I talked about last week. 
Now, again, I did purchase the add-on uh, as much to support the developer as to get the add-on, but you know, I'm glad I did. Um, now, in this case, there is a free trial version that you can download to play with. It, it has some limitations, but it would uh, let you see if, uh, if if the if the add-on would be for you, uh, it's it's great to be able to place a blender scene within 3D space uh, with stars in their real positions. Um, so I do encourage you to check out the video and play with the demo version, especially if you've already looked at the materials from Dr. Kent on importing star data. So you'll get a sense of how this works. So that's the 3D star map. Uh, next up, black hole. Uh, now this one came to my attention this week when I saw a wonderful piece of black hole art on a Blender Nation article. The artist um, goes by void underscore SW credited a tutorial by YouTube educator Iridesium. I'm not sure how uh, the YouTube creator pronounced it because I haven't, uh, I watched part of the tutorial, but I didn't listen to the introduction. I just kind of skipped around. Uh, as I said, I haven't tried it out myself, but I mention it here and include the link in my notes to share and keep it on my radar because this is one that I definitely want to go through. Um, you know, skipping through it real quick, it looks good. And certainly the results from this other artist are just spectacular. Oh, still raining, a little bit of thunder there. <laughs> so uh, next up, galaxies. So earlier this year, I tried a couple techniques for making procedural galaxies. First was Zach Mercury's Make a Beautiful Galaxy Shader in Blender 2.8 tutorial, and I'll include the uh, link to it. Um, it was all done with volumetric noise, no particles. Uh, it was an interesting approach, worth, worth bookmarking for sure. Haven't been able to figure out quite how to get it working well uh, with the second, the technique from the second one, but I'll give that a try again. The, the second procedural galaxy uh, I have saved for last because this video is from Chris Bailey, who is uh, C. Bailey Film on YouTube, and you will want to subscribe to his channel if you have interest in making spacey and or sci-fi scenes with Blender. Now, when you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to notifications of when he goes live. And if you have the time when he goes live, follow along. Um, maybe just have it in the background, you know, put the headphones on. And that way you can go, wait a minute, how's he doing that? And, and, and take notes that way. Because he does a wonderful job of um, illustrating the thought processes that uh, he edits out um, for the versions of the tutorial that he posts. Now, he, uh, he makes his asset files, uh, the blend files he makes, available for purchase, and he uh, uh, has more in-depth tutorials that are available to his Patreon subscribers. I, I haven't uh, subscribed yet on Patreon. Um, that's actually not something I've done before, so I may, I may look into that, uh, but I've caught a few of his uh, live streams, and wow, 
wow. And the ones I tuned in on too late, oh, I could kick myself for not uh, seeing it earlier. Uh, if we end up in another lockdown situation or if I get some um, staycation time, either, you know, voluntary or involuntary, I want to check out his longer series. Um, he's got some, some very wonderful tutorial series on YouTube. Now, I'm putting the link to his Procedural Galaxies tutorial video in the show notes, but I'm also um, encouraging, in addition to encouraging uh, everyone to check out all of his materials, I'm going to include specific links to um, a Solar Flare tutorial and a Procedural Lava Planet shader tutorial uh, that are of incredible interest for um, making really, really high quality uh, spacey uh, blender scenes. It's just fantastic, phenomenal. Ooh, okay, well, you can see why I had to break this and last week into two separate episodes. It's very, very long. Uh, now I'm itching to go make something in Blender. I may get the chance later uh, if the rain uh, continues through the day, which it might. Uh, but I do have a lot of other things on my plates. So we'll see how that goes. So that does it for this week's show. It's been fun. We should do it again next week. Be sure to check out show notes on my blog, fossdome.com. Till next time, be well, be creative, and be free. Be FOSS. <laughs> <laughs>